Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Welcome to Healthy Mama Hacks, a weekly mini podcast where I share my best tips for hacking your healthy mama life with simple tips for easier eating, cooking, and living a healthy mama life in 20-ish minutes, about the time it takes you to fold a load of laundry. So let's do this, mama. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Healthy Mama Hacks. We are jumping in to part three in what I'm calling the Mother Runner series. In this series, I am sharing with you tips, tricks, and hacks for getting into running or getting back into running as a seasoned runner. I'm answering a lot of the general questions that I got over the last year as I shared my uh, training journey for my second marathon I shared over on Instagram. And I also shared over here on the podcast and I got a ton of responses from you all over on Instagram as well, asking for more information on running. And one of the most frequently asked questions was about fueling, what my favorite types of fuel are, how I approach fueling for long runs, what I eat before my runs, what I eat after my runs. And of course, all of this is incredibly individual. And before we jump in, I do want to remind all of you that I do have a background in exercise and exercise nutrition. However, we are all different. So everything that I share with you today are simply guidelines and suggestions. So I want you to talk to your own nutritionist for specific advice. I want you to talk to your doctor before making any changes. All of this is for informational purposes only. If you just need some help tweaking things, maybe some advice on different types of fuel, that is what today's episode is for. But please don't make any drastic changes without talking to your own healthcare providers. My background is as a personal, former personal trainer. I do not have a current personal training certification. I do have a current exercise nutrition certification that I keep current. Um, so that is where I'm coming from when it comes to the information in this episode. So today I'm going to share with you 
about fueling runs. We will talk about fueling everyday runs. We'll talk about fueling long runs. We'll talk about before, during, and after runs. So I hope you all find this helpful. Let's go ahead and dive in. Let's start with fueling before runs. Because ultimately, I think the most important thing when it comes to fueling runs is that you are staying consistently well-fueled. What is going to help you the most in your runs is that you, especially your long runs, is that you are keeping your glycogen stores topped off. As a runner, your body needs carbohydrates for fuel. Glycogen is your body's stored carbohydrates in your muscles. You also have glycogen in your liver, but we are specifically talking about muscle glycogen here. So eating carbohydrates on a consistent basis. This doesn't mean that you need to carb load, quote unquote carb load, before every single run, but eating carbohydrates consistent, consistently so your glycogen stores are topped off is what is going to make runs, especially those longer runs, easier. But when it comes to fueling before runs, there is a lot of debate around this. And ultimately, I think it is incredibly individual and very much based on how long you're planning on running for. Not the distance necessarily, but how long. Because how long it takes someone to run four miles versus someone else might take a, a much different amount of time, right? So somebody might run four miles in 35 minutes. Somebody might run four miles in 60 minutes. So that's going to change things a little bit, right? But ultimately, if you are running first thing in the morning and you're running for less than, say, 30 or 40 minutes, some people don't feel good eating before their runs. And it's typically okay. Of course, all of this, remember, all of these recommendations are individual. I'm not saying you shouldn't eat before a run. I'm saying if you don't feel good eating before a run first thing in the morning, it's generally okay for shorter runs. Or you can have something small typically carb-based, especially the closer you get towards your run. The closer you get to your run, the more carb-based and simple carb-based you want whatever it is you're eating, because otherwise you tend to get that like rock in your stomach or maybe nauseated sort of feeling when you're running if you have a lot of protein or a lot of fat because those take your body longer to digest. That is one of the reasons they're so important for a balanced plate that you're not just eating carbohydrates, you're also pairing them with protein and healthy fats is because they slow down digestion. But when we're talking about running, we don't want that to happen first thing in the morning or else we end up feeling like we are running with a brick in our stomach. If you're running a little bit later in the morning, then generally just having a full breakfast and then waiting a couple of hours should be fine if it's within, say, two to three hours. Again, it depends on your body. Some people like to, if they're going on a run in the later morning, avoid extra fat during their breakfast meal, so avoiding things like bacon or fatty sausage or peanut butter. None of these things are bad, but before a run, even a shorter run, this doesn't work for some people. So some people like to keep their breakfast a little bit 
quote unquote lighter, maybe more carbohydrate based with a little bit of protein, a little bit of fat. If it's within two to three hours before your run, just having your normal breakfast should be totally fine. The rule of thumb generally is if you've had a meal within the last two to three hours, then you don't need to have anything before your run. If it's been longer than two to three hours, then you want to have some sort of a snack 30 to 60 minutes before. If it's 60 minutes before, you can usually get away with something a little bit heavier. If, again, it's 30 minutes, I wouldn't recommend less than 30 minutes, but if it's 30 minutes before, you might want something a little bit more carb-based, like a piece of toast, maybe with a little bit of peanut butter on there, or a banana, or an energy gel, or something like that. What I typically do is I try to have a snack about 60 minutes before. If I'm waking up first thing in the morning and I don't have time for that, and then I will do a smaller carb-based snack about 30 minutes before. This isn't, it doesn't have to be exact. It doesn't have to be by the minute, but just watching the clock and going, okay, I want to go for a run at about 30 minutes. Maybe I'll have half a banana or a banana, just something to get you through that run. Remember, we are talking about shorter runs. If we're talking about longer runs, you definitely want to have fuel before your longer runs. And like I said, The closer you are to your run, you want easier to digest foods, more carb-based. The longer you are, two to three hours, you can get away with more of a meal. This goes for longer runs as well as shorter runs. You're just going to want to eat more carbs for your longer runs because your body is going to need a little bit more of that. Your body is going to use up what is in your bloodstream first, and then it will start using the glycogen in your muscles, and it will also use fat as well that's stored in your body for fuel later on during your runs. So this is why for longer runs, it's even more important to make sure that you are just eating enough carbohydrates regularly. You're not just relying on having a banana and then going out and running 90 minutes and going, oh, that'll be fine, but you haven't had any carbs for the last three or four days. It's way more important, especially for longer runs, to have those muscle glycogen stores topped up. So general rule of thumb, if you've had a meal within two to three hours that had some carbohydrates in it, you're probably good. If it's first thing in the morning and you're running less than an hour or so and you don't want to eat anything, you're probably okay. But if you want a little something, something more carb-based 30 to 60 minutes before should do you well. You want more carbs if you're going on a longer run. Longer runs, you just want to make sure that your glycogen stores are topped up which means that you're making sure you're consistently eating carbohydrates several days in advance. For longer efforts, for races, longer races, longer runs, you don't need to carb load for a 5K. Um, Then there is some varying research on whether or not carb loading is actually effective. Your body does have a maximum amount of carbohydrates or glycogen stored carbohydrates it can store, but slowly increasing the amount of carbohydrates you're eating over a period of 10 days to two weeks prior has been shown to help your body more during those longer efforts. But we're not going too deep into that because I am not trying to be your nutrition coach on long runs or races or anything like that. I'm just giving you guys sort of general advice for what to do before a run. So let's talk about during a run and what you want to do 
during a run. So during a run, if you are running longer than 60 to 90 minutes, you want to think about starting to fuel around that hour mark, okay? Not by mile, but by minutes, okay? Because again, miles are different for everyone. Somebody might hit 60 minutes at six miles. And if you're doing an eight mile run, you might need a little bit of fuel to get you through the last mile or so. Yeah, it does take a little bit of time for your body to utilize that fuel that you're giving it, right? So you're not going to have an instant burst of energy, though, depending on the type of fuel you give it, something like a gel or a liquid form of carbohydrates is going to hit your bloodstream faster than something like eating a banana on the run. But we're getting, again, I want to kind of stay surface level here, but thinking about fueling about after about an hour or so, if you plan on running another 20 to 30 minutes after that, you might want to start fueling then, right? And then you're going to want to start fueling about every 30 minutes thereafter. Everyone is different when it comes to how many carbohydrates feel good for them. Most experts recommend that you start with 15 to 30 grams of carbohydrates. I am not someone who is ever going to encourage you to count calories calories or macros or anything like that. But when you're running, it is good to just have a general understanding of how many carbohydrates the food that you are consuming on your run, whether it is a gel or an energy block or dates or a, I don't know if you're going to be carrying a banana on your run. If you're doing a race, there might be a banana. Uh, but and whatever you decide to take with you, dried fruit, something like that, I'll give you my favorite fuels in just a little bit. But it, it's good to have a general idea of how much you're taking in so that you can increase that and see how that feels. So you can start at kind of your baseline place, increase that, see how you feel. It might take you some time and several long runs to figure out your sweet spot about how much feels good for you, how much doesn't disturb your digestion, because everyone's different in what fuels feel good for their digestion. A lot of this during a run is very, very, very much trial and error based. So starting with that 15 to 30 grams of carbohydrates, and you can increase to up to 60 grams of carbohydrates about an hour. So you're talking about like 30 grams or so, 15 to 30 grams at a time. So you might want to start by having 15 to 30 grams around that 60-minute mark if you're planning on going for 80 to 90 minutes or more. And then every 30 minutes, you might want to be doing 15 to 30 grams every 30 minutes or so. But again, start small, see how your body feels, increase, see how your body feels. This is all about seeing how your body feels. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. And if you are 
planning on doing a longer effort race, so something like a half marathon or a marathon, it can be really helpful to work with someone who is a dietitian, a nutritionist, someone who has a background in sports nutrition, in exercise nutrition, who understands the runner's body and how a runner's body works on long runs and can give you specific advice. Because again, we are all different, but no one knows your body like you. So trust your body when you try something and it doesn't feel good. You might want to try it again. If it still doesn't feel good, it's okay to switch up the type of fuel. It's okay to switch up the amount of fuel as well. So that is kind of baseline what you want to do during a run. It doesn't you don't really need to focus on fueling during a run unless you're running for more than like 80 to 90 minutes. So around an hour and a half, right? Be before that, you're just going to be focusing on after a run. So when it comes to after your run, by the way, we'll talk about hydration briefly in a little bit, but I'm going to skip around for now and because that is obviously very important, but I kind of want to give you the before, the during and the after advice first. So after a run. Let's talk about after a run. Refueling after a run is so important. I cannot stress this enough, friend. You need to refuel after a run, especially a longer run. Now, if you are running for less than an hour, you might not need more than a little snack after your run. Or if you're planning on eating a meal, so say you are running between breakfast and lunch or you're running before breakfast, that meal is perfectly fine. Just make sure you have some carbs and some protein in that meal. And depending on your digestion, you might want to have a little less fat during that meal because fat does slow down the digestion pretty significantly when you have uh, quite a bit of it. So you might want to just be a little bit more conscious of that. The general recommendation is a three to one or four to one ratio of carbs to protein. Again, you don't need to measure this or be meticulous about this, but just having a good idea that you're having a good amount of carbs and some protein, right? The carbohydrates are going to replenish that muscle glycogen and the protein is going to help those muscles rebuild because when we work out, we break our muscles down and they need to be rebuilt. If your digestion is iffy, just make sure that it's not super heavy. This can be a meal. Or this can be some sort of a small refuel snack, and I'll share some of my favorite ones with you as well. So when I am running in the morning, and my digestion, I have IBS, so for me, after a run, my digestion is usually not always feeling the best. I've worked out my fuel on the run, but when I come back, I don't like something super heavy. So typically what I like to do, I'm talking about longer runs here. Shorter runs, typically I will have a small snack. I will run first thing in the morning after that small snack, a little bit of half-calf coffee or mud water. I will go for my run and then I will come back and usually take a shower and then eat breakfast. I give myself a little bit of time for my stomach to settle, and then I eat breakfast. However, you do want to eat the closer, the better to your run. That sweet spot is usually within about an hour, but an hour to two hours maximum. You want to make sure that you are within that window, that out within an hour being ideal to replenish your glycogen and give your body some of that protein. So typically, I will oftentimes in the morning have my breakfast. If I'm going on a run a little bit later, then I will have a heftier snack. I'll go on my long run. I come back. I do a little post-workout. And then I have a bigger meal later on. You might notice 
the longer you run, sometimes your hunger doesn't match what your body actually needs. So if you are training for something like a marathon, it is important to make sure that you are refueling your body, even if you're not hungry immediately after a run. Think about evolutionarily, when your body was running, oftentimes it was running from a predator or some sort of danger, right? So your body shuts down your digestion quite a bit when you are running. And so oftentimes it takes some time for those hunger cues to come back. But if you have run for more than an hour, your body certainly needs a refuel. So make sure that you are refueling yourself soon after whether it's with a post-workout snack or making sure you're eating a meal pretty close. But you want to make sure that you have those carbohydrates and that protein. And it's just about really noticing what feels good for you when it comes to a post-workout meal. Again, with your digestion, with how you feel afterwards, what makes you feel good and energized after your run. Experiment with this. And don't experiment with this the day before or like the last run before your race if you're going to do a race. Definitely experiment with this as you're increasing the mileage. Experiment with this as you are training. So those are your general fueling before, fueling during, fueling after recommendations, okay? I'm being very, very general with this because, again, we are all incredibly different. I know I've said that so many times, but don't take any of this as this is exactly what you have to do. This is general advice. Try it out. Notice what feels good. Notice what helps you to feel the most fueled. Whether you like a meal before a run or a snack before a run, it depends on when you're going to go for a run. If you're going to go for a run in the morning, if you're going to go for a run in the afternoon, experiment. Notice what feels good. Same thing during a run. Start small. Experiment with different types of fuel. Experiment with different timing and what makes you feel good and what makes you feel the most energized. And then afterwards, make sure that you are refueling. You've got those carbs. You've got those pr- that protein and you're doing it as soon as you can afterwards while still honoring your body and your digestion because it is important that we refuel those muscles. It's going to help you to continue to feel good on your runs if you are consistently refueling. Because remember, your body breaks down before it builds back up and you need to give your body that fuel. All right, let's talk briefly about hydration and then I will share with you all my favorite fuels and then just a couple general tips for race day fueling if you are going to do a race. So you definitely want to hydrate before your run. You might not want to hydrate immediately before your run because then you end up sloshing, having that sloshing feeling around your stomach, which is not cute. I don't know if you've experienced that, but it is not a great feeling. So I usually hydrate half an hour to an hour before, usually about when I'm having my snack and try and sip it slowly so I'm not guzzling a whole bunch of water before. But typically, 8 to 16 ounces before a run is important to have. So the longer you run, the more you want to make sure you're hydrating. I usually do about 8 ounces before for a shorter run and about 16 ounces before a longer run. Again, experiment. Notice what feels good for you. Just like topping off those glycogen stores and making sure you are hydrated before your runs, especially your long runs, it will affect your runs. And making sure that you are hydrating more if it is warmer, if you're in a warmer environment, if it's more humid, 
you're definitely going to need to hydrate more. The more you sweat, you're going to need to also replenish with electrolytes. So the general starting point when it comes to running, when it comes to, sorry, hydrating while running is 0.4 to 0.8 liters per hour. That translates to 13 and a half to 27 ounces of water per hour. That is a lot of water. It is a lot of water. That's almost that's almost two cups of water per hour while you're running. Shorter runs, you likely won't need to hydrate during those shorter runs. You can hydrate before, you can hydrate after, and you should be okay. But if you are faster, so if you're running faster, if you are in a warm environment, the larger your body size, the more water you are going to need. If you have a smaller body size, if you are in a cooler climate, if you are slower, you will need less water. Again, experiment. Notice what feels good, but for every hour you're out there, you want to bring a cup and a half to two cups of water. I mentioned this in the last episode when I shared with you some of my favorite running gear. I run with a flip belt, and I have two little nine ounce water bottles that fit in that flip belt. And that is usually what I take with me on a typical long run. And then I will put another, I think it's an eight ounce one in my pocket as well, the pocket of my pants. Usually I do long runs with some sort of leggings on just so I have extra storage for fuel and for water because I don't want to be left without fuel or water. And typically when I am training for longer runs, I am training in a warm environment in the summertime here in New England. So hydration is very important. You will notice on your runs, feeling sluggish if you are dehydrated. And hydration is just as important as fuel. So if you're feeling sluggish on your run, try and hydrate. Notice how that feels and make sure you're keeping up with your fueling as well. ACSM, or the American College of Sports Medicine, that was who I was certified through when I was a personal trainer. They also recommend beverages that contain electrolytes and carbohydrates to sustain fluid electrolyte balance and exercise performance. So this means when you are on runs, especially longer runs, it is helpful to have some sort of an electrolyte drink, some sort of a sports drink. This doesn't have to be Gatorade. There are other options, right? So I love coconut water, which has some carbohydrates in it. And yes, this is also going to contribute to your fuel and also has electrolytes. I love liquid IV. That's what I use most often. I mentioned that in the last episode as well. They come in packets. I put one of those in one of my water bottles and the other one I keep plain. And again, it has some carbohydrates, has some electrolytes. The other one I like if I don't need extra carbohydrates on my run is Element, L-M-N-T, and I will also drink that throughout the day as well. I'll typically take two electrolyte drinks when I'm doing longer runs, especially in the heat. So we're talking over 60 minutes. Again, you might not need extra electrolytes if you are just running shorter runs, if you're starting out on your runs, but if you are foraying into longer runs, you are definitely going to benefit from electrolytes and maybe even a sports drink that has some carbohydrates in it as well because that helps with the fluid electrolyte balance. So definitely make sure you are hydrating. 
Hydrate before, hydrate during, and definitely hydrate after. You can hydrate immediately after, but also hydrate throughout the day after. Again, just like refueling, this is going to help you feel better on your runs overall. Do not discredit how important hydration is. All right, let's talk about my favorite fuels because so many of you have asked me what I eat before my runs. So everyone's different. Again, my gosh, how many times can I say that? You guys are so annoyed with me, I'm sure. However, experiment, 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 experiment. My favorite fuels before a run are bananas. Come on, everyone loves bananas, right? They're a good form of glucose. Actually, the more ripe they are, the higher they are in glucose versus fructose. So bananas are a great source of carbs. I love a half a banana or a full banana before a run in the morning. I love dates as a quick source of fuel. Go macro bars are one of my favorite. If I'm doing a longer run, they have a good amount of carbohydrates. They're not super high in fat or super high in protein. So that is my go-to bar before a longer run. I love toast with a little bit of peanut butter on it. Sometimes I'll do toast with peanut butter and half a banana on it. That's one of my favorite fuels for before a long run as well. I love a fruit strip. These are basically fruit juice that has been dehydrated into a strip. I get them at Trader Joe's. They're like maybe 50, I think they're a little bit more than 50 cents, but they're less than a dollar for sure. So those are really great. That's great as a snack before. If I am eating a full breakfast before a run, oatmeal is awesome, but oatmeal doesn't work for everyone. It can feel a little bit heavy. So if I'm feeling like my digestion has been kind of wonky, I will go for something like toast with peanut butter and banana or a go macro bar rather than something like oatmeal. Those are my favorites before. I'll also do muffins. So I'll do homemade oat flour muffins. Those are a great option as well. There is an incredible cookbook by Shalane Flanagan and Elise Kopecki completely about breakfast for runners. It's called Rise and Run. They have written three cookbooks for runners, and they're all awesome. I have two of them. But Rise and Run is great, and they have something called Superhero Muffins, and they are awesome. So those are a great option as well. During runs... This is where I rely on more of those quick forms of carbohydrates. So I love things like fruit strips, dried mango, dates. I will also take fruit squeezes. So like those little applesauce packets, usually I'll do the mixed fruit ones. I love using real food on my longer runs. But when it comes to longer training runs beyond 90 minutes, We're talking like two hours, sometimes upwards of three hours, depending on what point of training I'm in. I like using pre-made fuels. So a couple of my favorite pre-made, well, I guess technically the other items are also pre-made, but my favorites in terms of fuels and what has worked for my IBS body is the Bolt Energy Chews, B-O-L-T. I believe they're by the Power Bar brand. Don't quote me on that. And I will link all of these again in my Amazon shop. So if you want to see exactly what I'm talking about, they are little energy chews and they're little squares. They are chewy. So if you don't want to chew something on your run, it doesn't work that great. But I have found most gels do not sit well with my digestion. So I do, I'll share the one that does. <laughs> um, but I like them because I chew them. It takes a little bit longer. They taste good as well. There's a couple different flavors. I like the mixed berry. I like the strawberry. Some of them do have a small amount of caffeine in them, but it's not something that I've ever noticed has made a huge difference, and I'm very sensitive to caffeine, so 
I think they're fine. Um, so those are my favorite. I will take those with me. And the nice thing about the blocks is that you can experiment with how many blocks you take. <laughs> so that's one of the things I like about them the most is, you know, maybe on one run, I'll feel like two blocks every half an hour. Maybe I'll feel four, depending on on how much I feel like my body needs. The more you run, the more you'll start to notice, especially if you're doing longer runs, the more you'll start to notice, oh, my body really needs fuel or my body just needs a little something or I feel really good, but I need, I know that it's about time. It's always best to give yourself a little fuel even before you feel it. By the time you feel like you need fuel, you are you're going to be struggling. So I love those Bold Energy Chews. The gel that I love and I swear by and I use, I used in my marathons, I have used on long runs are Honey Stingers. So these are made primarily from honey. I like the actual uh, Honey Stinger packets. They also have things like the waffles, which are tasty, but I don't love taking them on a run. So they have other options as well. They also have chews, but I really like their gels. So if I'm going to take a gel, they're also really light and easy to pack. The energy chews are as well, but I like to put those in my flip belt because if I put them on in my pockets of my pants, they will kind of start to get a little bit melty. <laughs> so just a warning there. I also mentioned I love liquid IV as well and and or coconut water for my long runs as well. So after a run, more often than not, I will have some sort of a breakfast with carbohydrates and protein because I do tend to run in the mornings. But like I said, if I am having a big snack and going on a long run, I usually have some sort of a snack and then a bigger meal later. So my favorites are smoothies. You guys know I love smoothies. I love smoothies. And so a smoothie is my favorite. I'll just put a little bit of peanut butter or almond butter in it, just a teeny, probably like a teaspoon or two. Usually I load it up. I don't ever measure. It's like a big spoonful, so maybe a couple tablespoons. So I just go a little bit easier on that. Otherwise, it's my same formula. It's some sort of oat or almond milk, some frozen fruit, some spinach, uh, I will usually avoid the cauliflower rice as well, just because it is kind of heavy on my stomach. Uh, and then that's basic um, protein powder. And that's basically it. That's what I'll have after. I also love a good bagel. I love bagels, friends. And they don't feel great on my blood sugar most of the time. So it's not something I eat often. But I do eat them often when I am training for something and or running long runs. That is probably my favorite post-run snack, quote unquote. I mean, it's a big snack. It's basically a small meal, but I love them. I also love a go macro bar. Toast with peanut butter and banana is also a go-to. So those are those are some of my favorites. After, if I do toast with peanut butter and banana, I will do some eggs on the side too. And sometimes I'll do egg whites too. Nothing against the yolks. It's just because, again, for my digestion, that feels really good for me. Um, with bagel, usually I do a bagel and cream cheese or I'll do like a bagel egg sandwich. So egg cheese bagel. So good. I want one now. <laughs> so experiment with meals that work the night before you're going on a long run. Experiment with meals that feel good before a run, after a run, and during a run, especially if you have digestive issues, especially if you're new at this, especially if you're working towards longer distances, experimentation is huge and it's key. So these are my suggestions. These are what I use. This is what feels good for me, but make sure that you are paying attention to what feels good for you. Last but not least, the last thing I want to touch on really briefly is race day. Okay, so race day is always a little bit different than your average runs. So typically what 
is recommended and what I like to recommend and what I do as well is three to four hours or so before your event. And we're talking anything over like a 10 miler. This isn't obviously if you're running a 5K, please eat breakfast or have a snack before you want to make sure that you're fueling your run. But three miles, your body is pretty good to go based on what you have in your muscle glycogen as long as you haven't been like keto. Again, to each their own when it comes to food choices. However, your body does need carbohydrates for fuel. There is a whole conversation about using fat only for fuel, but that's not the conversation we're having today. I believe, and from all of the research that I've done over the years, our bodies need carbohydrates. So we're talking about running here, okay? So three to four hours before your event, if you're running something a little bit longer, Eat a breakfast that is high in carbohydrates, okay, and go with something familiar, something that you know feels good. It is not the time to try something new, whether it's bagels, waffles, oatmeal, toast with peanut butter, a little bit of peanut butter, banana, whatever feels good for you, whatever you have been doing and feels good. For me, it is usually some sort, I usually have oatmeal and then I will bring something to have with me for a snack before. Usually it's a banana or half of a go macro bar, something to have before. So three to four hours before, full meal, full breakfast, your last chance to get in a good amount of carbs. And I just avoid things that are too high fiber. Oatmeal tends to be okay, depending on how I'm feeling. Um, And definitely avoid super high fat foods too. Because again, that feeling of having a brick in your stomach is not great. I also don't do a ton of protein ahead of time either. A little bit of protein is great so that you're not hungry um, because it, it, it is the most satiating nutrient. But I also just try to do mostly carb-based. And then 15 to 30 minutes before the race, something high carb, something small, a little snack, okay? This is just going to top you off. Usually 15 minutes before isn't enough time before a run. You want to go a little bit longer. But you could even go up to an hour before. Typically, I say about 30 minutes before. I have a little bit of something, like I said, a banana or a half a go macro bar or an energy gel. And that just gives you that fast acting energy source. So at the start of the race, you're ready to go. And then, of course, during the race, again, oh my gosh, you guys, my stomach is growling. I'm not sure if you if you heard that. I apologize. I'm talking about food. Um, so It's important that you have practice and you've experimented with what feels good on your long runs and that you can carry that over into race day. It is not about trying something new. Again, just like breakfast, do what has felt good on your best long runs. Make sure that you are hydrating before, you're hydrating during, and of course, after. Hydrate, 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 and celebrate. Eat something you love. My favorite post-race meal is a burger, fries. Yes, I'm sensitive to potatoes. I don't eat a lot of them. (laughs) Um, Burger, fries, and a beer. It's just the best. Yours might be mac and cheese. It might be something completely different. I make sure that I have some carbs in there, some protein in there. But other than that, it's just something that I love. Celebrate. You worked hard. So whether you are training for something that is a little bit longer or you're training for your first 5K, have something celebratory after because food is good and you worked hard. (laughs) So that's it, friends. That is what I have for you today. I hope this was helpful. 
Again, I try to keep this advice very general. I do have a background in this. However, I want to make sure that you are not taking this as this is exactly what you have to do. This is a way to experiment, to try out what feels good for you, and make sure that you are talking to your doctor, your dietitian, your sports nutritionist, whoever you are talking to to help guide you through, especially if you were working on running longer distances. But in all of this, have fun with it. Experiment. Enjoy running. Enjoy the process of finding what feels good to you. This doesn't need to be super serious. Make sure you're enjoying the food that you eat around your runs. Enjoyment is just as important as feeling good around your runs. You're not going to want to do your run if you have this like crazy strict regimen of what you're eating before and after. Unless you are a professional runner, in which case you are probably not listening to this episode. (laughs) Unless you're a professional runner, you don't need to be too serious about this. Find what foods you love, what foods feel good, and have fun on your run. Okay, friends, speaking of having fun, in the next episode, we are going to talk all about how to make running more fun. Until then, I would love to see you over on Instagram. I'm at Healthy Mama Chris. Let me know how you are enjoying these episodes, if this has helped you. Let me know if you have any questions. I would love to connect with you over there. And if not, I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.